0: in this place. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Trying to decide if we should dismiss Sunday school or just let him stay up here. Amen. Well, let's let him stay up here for a few minutes and see how they do. Amen. Because I want to encourage the teachers to do also. Amen. You guys can hear about a few miracles today, right guys? Yeah? Alright. Amen. We're gonna to turn to the book of John, chapter 14. Brother Maurice, if you could make sure the recording is on for those who are out sick today. We have several that are not here that are not feeling well. Maybe you can turn down number five just a touch. At the on the slider or at the top, either one john chapter 14 verse 12 through 14 i'm glad to have craig here today this is uh, john's former co-worker good to have craig with us shannon and her daughters this is brother lou's daughter and granddaughter. so we're glad they're here in church with us today amen it was an awesome conference and i just want to encourage us today hearing things that are going on all around the world is encouraging to me and god is doing great things in this day we're living in there's a lot of difficulty but just as the beginning of the tale of two cities says it was the best of times and it was the worst of times it depends on which kingdom you're in in the world in a lot of ways if you don't have jesus it's the worst of times but we can live in that same world and have the riches in christ And it can be the best of times. Amen. John chapter 14 says, Most assuredly I say to you, who believes in me. Now this is Jesus, the one who cannot lie. God manifests in the flesh. Most assuredly. okay, Don't doubt this. Don't question this. It's most assuredly. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Everything Jesus did, He wants us to do. And greater works than these He will do. Greater works. Because there's going to be more of us doing them. We're not going to do anything greater than raise the dead. That's the greatest. We're not going to do anything greater than help people be saved. But, because there's going to be Jesus manifested in each and every one of us when we're out doing his business the business of the father we are to do greater works than he did because he said i go to the father in my flesh i am going to the father the spirit that is in me and whatsoever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the Son." that the Father may be glorified in us. If you ask anything in my name, and we know this, there is a qualification according to His will, He says, I will do it. And Ephesians 3, 20-21 says, Now, to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that's a lot, exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think so tuck your brain away you don't have to figure it out for him to be able to do it because he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in us his spirit that works in us that's how we do it so to him be glory not us to him be glory in the church the church is to manifest his glory By Christ Jesus to all generations. It doesn't stop with Generation X or Generation Y or any of those. To all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God wants to do greater in our lives, greater than He's ever done before in our lives. We just need to make sure we are positioned. Greater, and that we understand it comes by the power that works in us, not by my might or by my power, but by His power that works in me. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to do greater things in this last day. Amen. That He will be glorified in us. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Just ask the Lord elevate our faith today in him and in his word. Lord Jesus, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for everyone who's here. We're thankful for all ages, both young and older. And we just pray that you would put a desire in each and every one of our hearts today to be used by you, to glorify you, to understand that there is greater available in you. No matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, can always say you are greater and that you desire to do greater in us. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Where there was darkness, where there was chaos, where there was things going on that are difficult, your grace is greater. Your grace is greater today, Jesus. Amen. We worship you, God time, we'll just thank him as we're seated, thank him for his goodness today, amen, he's greater, he is greater, amen, John 14, to establish the context of these verses, I want to just walk through this quickly and then we're going to examine some of the miracles that are happening in our day, that are greater than we could probably imagine today and i'm going to ask you to stretch your faith and not doubt what you hear today because it is from reputable sources and we should always keep in mind that if god created us from nothing why would it be too hard for him to do miracles he created the entire world that we see and beyond what we can see why would a miracle be so hard for that kind of god but the hard part sometimes is believing He's going to do it in us, right? John chapter 14, the Lord is preparing His disciples for His departure. And He wasn't just flying to Kansas City, like I did last week. But He was going back to heaven to be with the Father. His, his, the man Christ Jesus was going back to the Father. And so He says in verse 1 of John 14... Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And we all want to be with the Lord. Paul said, it's better for you that I'm here, but I would rather be there. It's our desire to go to be with him because the place he's preparing for us is perfect. There is no more sadness. There's no more sickness. There's no more disease. There's no more crying. There's no more sorrow. No more stress, anxiety, bills. There's none of these things that we struggle with on earth. No more hatred, no more racism, no more malice, no more anything. Everybody is one in Christ. There are no more wars or rumors of wars or natural disasters. Everything there is perfect. And Thomas said unto him, verse 5 Lord, we know not whither thou goest, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Jesus says, you don't have to figure out the way. He said, I am the way. We don't have to figure out GPS to heaven. We do have a Bible that tells us, but the Bible points us to Jesus because Jesus is the way. That's why we seek after Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength today because we know that when we are lost, He is the way. He's the shepherd that will guide my soul. I don't need another opinion. Jesus is all that I need. Because He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father but by Him. That's why He came. He was the Father in flesh. He came to point us to Himself. He said that I am reconciling the world unto Myself. God came and reconciled the world to Himself through the man Christ Jesus. The Father was revealed through the Son. He said, if you had known me, in verse 7, you should also know my Father. And from henceforth you know Him and have seen Him. You've seen Him in me because everything I do is of the Father. I have flesh, but inside me is the Father. And He tells me everything I should do. Every time I heal the sick. Every time I speak a word. Every time I go somewhere. And my attitude and my nature and my spirit. All those things declare the father I am here to show the world the father Philip saith unto him Lord show us the father and that will be sufficient for us or it sufficeth us and Jesus gives him a kind of a head slap (laughs) Jesus said unto him have I been so long with you and yet you don't know me Philip I just told you I show you the father and you asked me to show you the father Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am the Father? I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I don't speak of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Because we know that in Jesus Christ dwelled the fullness of the Godhead bodily, according to Colossians chapter 2. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father's in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Okay, if you don't believe that the the Father of all creation is living inside of me, pay attention to what I've done. I have a few things to back up my claim. I'm not just blowing smoke, I'm not just speaking words and have nothing to stand behind it, but there are actions behind my words. You have seen what I have been able to accomplish. And you will yet see more. So if you won't believe my words, believe my works. The Father is in me. He said, goes on to say, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. This other helper is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you, and will be no longer just with you, but He will be in you. The same Spirit that is in me, Jesus is saying, it's going to be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The power of God's Spirit is the key to doing greater. That's how we are able to do greater, is with the Helper, the Holy Spirit. Which is none other than the Spirit of God. God is a Spirit, the Bible says. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth, John tells us. So God is a spirit. The Bible tells us over and over and over again, God is holy. So why is it such a stretch to imagine the Holy Spirit is just the Spirit of God? God is a spirit. He is holy. He dwells within us. He imparts Himself in us. And just as Jesus Christ was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that was in Him. When God baptizes you with the Holy Ghost, He does more than give you a get-out-of-hell-free card. It's not just to save you, although that's a big part of it because it's His Spirit that will quicken us to be with Him. And it gives us power over sin to overcome sin in our own lives, but it also gives us a power to be a what? According to Acts one eight, a witness to testify of Him, just like Jesus did. We're supposed to be like Jesus, not just in our conduct as far as righteousness. We think about it that way, but we're supposed to be like Jesus in power. Manifesting the power of God. I'm not saying I am God, but I'm saying God lives in me. There's a very big difference. I am nothing. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a man. But Jesus Christ, in His Spirit, lives in me. And the Lord wants us to reveal Him to the world. All the garbage that's going on around us, He's wanting us to show them Be of good cheer because there is another place that's being prepared for you if you will follow me. Where there won't be any more of this stuff going on that's dragging you down, that's making life hard. It's going to be so much greater than you could ever imagine. And so Jesus would go around and he would point people towards heaven. He would heal the sick and raise the dead. Not just to put on a show, but to let them see a glimpse of heaven on earth. And that's what we are to do. We are to go around and we are to show people a little bit of heaven on earth. We don't have absolute dominion, absolute authority to see every sick person healed, to see all the dead people raised. We don't don't have that kind of authority, but we do get to do that from time to time. And when we do it, it's not for a show. It's not to give glory to us. It's not to say we're better than somebody else. It's to say this is what heaven is going to be like. Just a little tiny piece of what's going to happen in heaven. Our God has dominion over these type of things. And that's why He does great things through us. So the world can see there's something greater in our future. It's so much better than anything in this world. I'm going to share some, a few stories with us today. And I'm just going to read it right out of the book instead of trying to summarize it. So, if you didn't know you were going to have story time today. Ready for story time. But these aren't my little put me down to sleep kind of stories. These are real stories. About a real God. Who's able to do exceedingly abundantly. And because we left the kids in here. The first one. I'm not going to read everything about it. Because it gets pretty detailed. And I'm just going to say that grace is greater than all of our sin. That was what this first story was going to illustrate. And there was this man who was. uh, the names have been changed because it's in a Muslim country it won't even say where those uh, I guess it does say it's in Nigeria but there was a man who gave himself over to darkness to witchcraft he was Muslim he did everything he could again I wish I would tell some of these things but just suffice it to say he went as far as he could to the dark side and he made it a practice Of doing everything he could against Christians Including killing many, many Christians himself This was a wicked, wicked, wicked man But long story short He gave himself over to Jesus Christ God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Spirit And he is preaching the gospel today He is preaching the gospel today After he killed many, many Christians. Now you say, that's not fair. He shouldn't shouldn't be able to do that. It's not my choice. It's God's choice. And many times God's grace is not fair. Thank God it's not fair. Because if God's grace was fair, we wouldn't get it. Now you can, maybe you're a lot better than I am. Maybe you're holy and clean and you don't even have to iron your clothes. I don't know. Maybe they just come out of the dryer pressed and pure and man it just everything is great in your life and you never knows what like to make a mistake and you just walk a few feet off the ground you just walk try to get as low as you can just to make us feel better about ourselves i don't know but as for me i'm glad that god's grace is greater than all my sin and again if you think you've done too much today how many christians have you killed you don't have to raise your hand and confess This guy killed many, many Christians and he did many, many wicked things which I won't go into because there are little ears present. But he did very, very many things to turn himself in, in, as far into darkness as he could and God pulled him out of darkness into his marvelous light so we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. We shouldn't be intimidated to approach anyone. And that's how we ended up getting saved because it's coming to my mind now without reading it. It's coming to my mind. He was walking down the street one day And a a preacher approached him And he said this preacher must have a death wish And so the He went back home that night After talking to the preacher And he started putting curses on preachers The preacher and many times he did this This is this man's testimony People would start getting horrible headaches And even eventually sometimes die From his curses Now you want to say that's weird and crazy out there That's fine you have a choice today Believe what you want to believe but he said there was something different Because he saw this preacher the next day And there was nothing wrong with them. The preacher was just as happy to see him And say hello and how you doing And He didn't understand what's going on I can't curse this guy It won't affect him I do this all the time and it works But this guy doesn't work And he come to find out Because this guy had something else going on He wasn't just saying he was a Christian He was full of the spirit of Christ He had the power of the Holy Spirit that this guy could not do anything about. None of his curses were working. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the one who is greater. He is greater. He's greater than all of our sins So whatever you sit here with today And you question whether God can restore you And put your life back together Just understand I guarantee you're not as bad as this guy He's way worse than you You're not even close Okay, when you start drinking blood And I'll stop there But you start doing crazy stuff Then maybe you'll get Approached this guy You're not even close God is able next I want to just highlight some stuff that happened in Malawi and we're going to have a preacher here in just about three weeks or so that has been over there and has seen some of these things happen with his own eyes but can you imagine 21 young people riding to district conference the place where they're having service Twenty-one young people on seven one-speed bicycles. Okay, any of you kids? If you have 21 people and seven bicycles. How many people on each bicycle? Anybody? Kids. Twenty-one people, seven bicycles. What's 21 divided by three? Anybody? Or Twenty-one divided by seven, I should say. 3 Ha-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Gave you the answer So there's three people on every bike One pedaling Another sitting on the handlebars And a third one perched on the back pegs They took turns pedaling Switching places when one would get tired They traveled 65 miles One way For eight hours On a hilly road To be in service that's why miracles happen here because people are willing to do whatever it takes to get to church on one Sunday morning they were in a village church service with over 100 people in attendance so as I begin to read my text I noticed my wife helping our daughter JC find the verse in the Bible my eyes felt that they, everybody was watching them And I looked up and everybody was jealous Because they all had a Bible His wife had a Bible And everyone else in service was jealous Because none of them had a Bible So they began to pray for Bibles That evening they went home And opened their email And they found out that Because of giving in some of our churches There was $15,000 being spent To give Bibles that were being shipped To Malawi Within two hours of crying out to God for Bibles, the answer had come. The answer came. All across the world, and the answer came. During a a crusade in Blanter, a man dying from hospice care lays in the local hospital. He had heard about the crusades and begged his wife to sign him out of the hospital so he could attend. He's He's on hospice. He's on death watch. If I can get those crusades, I will be healed, he said. His wife refused, so did the doctors. But with all of his strength he could muster, the man removed his IVs. And at this point, his wife agreed to go ahead and take him. They carried him to the crusade grounds, placed him in a wheelchair, and they wheeled him up to the altar area of the crusade. The Lord honored this man's faith as soon as he got to the front, and he was made completely whole. A man that was dying made completely whole and can you imagine how the service erupted as this man got out of his wheelchair and began to dance before the Lord you might dance if your life was saved too you're dead and then you're alive following large crusades in blanter they had some smaller crusades the Lord said tonight the axe will be laid to the root He knew the Lord was preparing them for something big. And he began to tell them about Peter, how when Peter walked by people, they could be healed by just his shadow. You remember that in the Bible? He said, why can't we have faith like that tonight? If we can believe the Lord can do the miraculous. If you need a miracle, come forward. Amazingly, out of a crowd of 350 people, only one person limped slowly from the back of the crowd. Once this man made his way to the altar, the lights of the crusade showed clearly that why he had come forward. His left leg was crippled and completely withered to the extent that his toes were touching his kneecap. His toes were touching his kneecap. That's withered. The preacher continued and said, I have no power and no one has, here has any power, but Jesus Christ still has power. This man with the withered leg fell to his knees in humility, and as the preacher passed by, his shadow fell on the man. Instantly, the withered leg unwrapped itself, straightened out, and was made whole. I I now know why the Lord had only one come forward, because the Lord wanted everyone to see this miracle The call was made for the deaf to come forward. Thirteen came forward, and within less than one minute, all of them were healed of deafness. Then the blind were encouraged to come forward. Seven came within seconds. All seven were healed of blindness. The greatest miracle of all transpired three days later when 151 beautiful souls received the Holy Ghost. Simultaneously, these services there was a larger crusade being held And the Lord said to uh, the preacher that night I'm ready to now to do miracles in Malawi That night as people filled the altar To receive the Holy Ghost A demoniac forced his way into the crowd He pushed people to the ground And started rolling in the dirt Knocking people off their feet As they rolled into the brick wall near the altar He broke his thigh bone And was carried out by ushers people started praying again and many received the Holy Ghost and while people were praying and receiving the Holy Ghost one of the members strode back into the room and said we asked the demoniac if he wanted deliverance from the powers of Satan he said yes he's speaking in tongues right now and when he began to receive the Holy Ghost his femur snapped back into place now that's something that's pretty amazing I don't know about you but if I'm praying for someone And their femur is snapped. And it's protruding. And they get the Holy Ghost. They start speaking in tongues and their bone goes snap back into place. That's that tends to get somebody's attention. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's why it's a miracle. Miracles don't make sense. If you can do it without God, it's not a miracle. That's why God wants to do greater things because there's too many people all over Beaverton living in doubt. Thinking that God does not exist. And God is wanting to prove through you and through me that He is real. He's not just a figment of our imagination. He's not just someone that we come here and we spend our Sunday afternoon to just make each other feel a little bit better about our miserable lives. Oh, you can make it. Jesus is going to help us. We can make it, man. We can make it. That's not all we come here to do. It's not just a figment of our imagination. God wants to show Himself real through you. And again, you think, well, I'm just not worthy to be used. Quit thinking that way. It's not about you. Well, I'm not worthy. Get over it. None of us are worthy. It's not about you, it's not about me. It's about giving him glory. So if he wants to use you to give him glory, just let him use you. Okay? I know I'm being pretty blunt today, but we need to get a mindset change here. This is happening all over the world. I'm just giving a few short examples. Another man shares in, from El Salvador. And these are all preachers within our particular fellowship. And they're reputable men. They're not just making stories up. Most exciting time on the mission field was the annual national convention. A great time of victory with Holy Ghost Crusades in the evenings. Usually for three nights and two days of service. In 1991, during a violent civil war in El Salvador, we continued to have service. The missionary staff planned for the National Convention for a year in advance. They did a lot of things to get ready. They handed out a bunch of Bibles. I'm just skipping stuff here. The excitement was high. People were receiving the Holy Ghost all around. God moved in a tremendous way. And in three days, there was more than 3,300 people that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like they did in the book of Acts, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The deacons and their wives from churches, along with altar workers, have been trained to work the altars. I'm trying to get to this miracle here. During the second night of the meeting, something happened that I'll never forget, the missionary says. It still brings tears to my eyes. All you kids, listen up, because this involves a little child, okay? This story is about a little child. Imagine this was you. A lady came with one of the members... And she brought her young son, just a little boy. All you, get, all you kids hear this? Just a little boy. He was screaming with pain. It was clear the child's arm had been broken above the elbow. I know this is kind of, kind of bad, but the bone was seen to be sticking out a little bit. The preacher felt weakness in his legs and he wondered if he could even stand without passing out because his love for children was so great that it, it, he couldn't hardly look at what was going on. But as he began to pray for this, this uh, little child, he remembered of a miracle he heard about at another time when another person had been healed of the same thing. The x-ray revealed there was nothing, no sign of break whatsoever when they got to the hospital. So he began to pray for this child He said God you have not changed If you did it for Matt Carpenter and that young boy You can do it for this lady and her child I asked those who were near to gather around and begin to pray As they prayed for the woman and her child I put my two hands under the arm of that small boy And lifted it slowly until it looked as straight as I could make it Somehow that boy did not move or jerk away from the touch As I called in the healing name of Jesus During that prayer, even before I moved my hands, the boy quit screaming and turned to look at his arm and me. As we finished praying, I removed my hands and that arm stayed straight in place. The mother looked to see why her son had calmed down. She was too wide-eyed in amazement. Then she began crying in thanksgiving as one of the sisters took the boy from her arms and the mother received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as God gave the utterance. What a victory was experienced that night as God duplicated the miracle He had done many years earlier right there during the Holy Ghost outpouring. God is greater. That's just a few small stories and even at the conference I was talking to a couple other pastors. One pastor, I'm coming uh, coming up to a close here very shortly but I just want to share a couple more miracles. One lady in Hawaii, I wrote down the, some of the details as he told the story to me. But They had a lady in Hawaii. She was 27 years old. She was born. One half of her one lung was healthy. The other lung was only about half healthy. About So she was born with basically one and a half lungs. 27 years later her other lung the, the half lung shut down. The doctor's had her come in, they confirmed it wasn't operating anymore they brought her mother in and they put the machines and he said I want you to listen you're going to hear the healthy side and you're going to hear the side where there's nothing he hooked up the machines he let the mom listen and the mom said I don't understand but they both sound the same and he said that's impossible, There's, there's got to be a mistake, tried another machine and confirmed it was fine and, and the the girl said, well, I guess I can go home then, can't I? And he said, no, we, we can't just let you go like this. We've got to test you over, you know, several more tests like they always do. And then he came back and said, you know what? I can't really find anything, but I'm going to... They live in Hawaii. I'm going to fly you to L.A. to a cardiopulmonary specialist because they need to examine you. I don't have the right equipment, but obviously there's something wrong. So they flew her all the way to L.A. She walks in the doctor's office, and the doctor says the first thing... Oh you're the one that thinks Jesus gave you a new lung That was his first words So that doctor began to test her For two days Called her back in This time he's standing there with 13 other doctors And he has tears rolling down his face And he said I don't understand In all my years of practice I've never seen anything like this You have a new loan I don't understand it I don't know how it happened But he said Why would Jesus do this for you This was her response He didn't do it for me He did it for you I lived 27 years I could go home and be in heaven today But he did it so you would know and another doctor stepped forward and asked for prayer, and the Lord began to work, and he did all kinds of things following that. But the Lord gave that 27-year-old, they have all the documentation, a brand new loan. There was a, another a missionary in Brazil that, that spoke, that talked about how he, a lady came forward with her baby, and she was crying, and he didn't understand her, so he asked the translator. And she said, well, uh, the baby came with a curved spine. But while we were in service and praying, I felt like it, the back, something happened with the back and it straightened out. So he took this child and put the child on the ground and the child began to start to walk. And then the child began looking around and its, its back was perfectly fine. Then the child began looking around and the mother started crying out more. And he said, why is she getting excited again? Because the baby's walking? said no because the baby was also blind but now the baby can see God healed the baby's curved spine he healed the baby's blindness instantly in that service another pastor I sat by on the plane I upgraded seats I won't be afraid to admit but as always God has another plan in mind I upgraded seats and I ended up right next to a pastor from California, San Jose, who I be, began to talk with and had a great conversation. And He told me of one lady who came to him and her voice has been was really raspy for over a year and they found this growth inside of her throat. And she said, tomorrow I'm going for surgery, pastor. Would you mind praying for me? So he prayed for her one more time and he said, I just felt the confidence that I don't always feel when I pray for someone, but I felt the confidence. So he said, I believe you're healed. She went to the doctor the next day and they did one final test before surgery where they cut her open. They looked down inside of her throat and again, the double take and the multiple times and they said, we don't understand but you have the throat of a newborn baby. There is absolutely no damage. There is is perfect. Another lady in his church didn't really want to tell anybody about it but found out that she had terminal liver cancer and she told just a couple of people about it at church that were really prayerful and they began to pray with her and when she went to see a specialist um, this was, I don't have all the timeline but the cancer had progressed quite a bit and she went and saw uh, a specialist one day and after much prayer uh, that they had had for her, the specialist Again, had no understanding of what's going on. But said, I'm going to have to have you see some other specialists. We see something that doesn't make sense. Didn't really say what it was, but can you see a few other specialists for me? And she went through these specialists. And so then they have the images of her liver full of cancer. And they said, we don't understand it, but now there's this, which your liver is completely pure. We don't know how this happened. But we know how that happened. Jesus Christ is a healer. And so those are just... That's just a little taste of what God is doing all around the world. And again, there's these services that are happening in Africa. Uh, Sister Anna would come in closing. But there's services in Africa. In the Crusades recently, I was... um, Spending some time with Chris, who's going to be here, and he was telling me about how many people were healed of blind eyes, how many people were deaf and their ears were opened. And this isn't just stuff that happened in the Bible, it's happening all over the world, and it's happening at a greater, increasing rate because God is wanting to show that He is real, and He's wanting to show others. That they can be saved. So the greatest miracle, like I said, is it's not necessarily that someone gets healed. Because if God heals us of of something, we're eventually going to get something else. Lazarus was raised from the dead, and Lazarus isn't here in church today because Lazarus eventually died. So sometimes God heals, and we're going to pray for Brother Lou in a minute. I'm. I'm believing God's going to touch him and God's going to heal him today or sometime in the near future we can pray with confidence knowing God is a healer but always understand the reason why God is going to do this is so somebody can learn more about him there's some people they go around and they pray for people in the streets and people are healed and it's confirmed and and it's certainly they're not against us I'm not saying I'm they're against us in any way because anybody does something in the name of Jesus is good the problem is they don't connect them to Jesus after that they just pray for him in Jesus name the person's healed and they say God bless you, Jesus loves you, goodbye so the greatest miracle is that we're saved right, that heaven is our home that we come to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, we're born again of the water and of the spirit And when we're born again in the water and the Spirit and we have the Holy Ghost, it's not just to make it to heaven, it's to point others to Jesus throughout our lives. So God doesn't want to just use me. He doesn't want to just use a handful of people in here. But He wants to use all of you. He wants to use every one of you. And that's why the enemy fights against it. And I don't want to give Him glory. All He has is Lives, but they work pretty good sometimes. So as we stand today, I'm just asking you to begin to believe God for greater things, through life, greater things through your ministry. Believe that God's grace is greater than anything you could be facing, because more than anything else, God wants us to be saved. He wants us to be filled with His Spirit. So that we're not walking through this life alone. But we're living for Him. And I'm so thankful for all of of you Sunday school kids that stayed in here today. You're awesome. Thank you for staying in church today. And you know what? Jesus wants to give you the Holy Ghost. God is, He's a Spirit that is all over. But He also comes right inside of our lives. He comes right in here. And he lives. And that's what makes us so that life is better and so we can go be with him someday. He wants us to have his spirit. You don't have to wait till you're 30, 40, 50. You can have it when you're young. Some people I know were four, five. I was nine. But God wants to give you his spirit. Life is so much better spirit Amen. life's so much better because then we have the authority to not just overcome sin for us but I can go give hope to somebody else that's hopeless I don't have all the answers but I have the one answer that matters I can tell somebody I don't know how to fix all your problems but I know who can His name's Jesus, and I'm going to do whatever I can to help you, but ultimately, He's the one who can help us. And He lives inside of me, and He wants to live inside of you. God wants to do greater things, okay? Whatever you can imagine, greater. Whatever He's done that's amazing, greater. Can you begin to stretch your faith a little bit? Begin to believe He wants to use you for greater things in your life? even if it doesn't make sense amen so in our church we're going to see miracles like I said I'm not I'm not doing this to patronize anyone but brother Lou asked for prayer today and it just so happens why not pray for him right after we talk about all these miracles right and Clint's mom is a walking testimony you can be dead and raised back to life again we won't take time to tell you how, but her situation was worse than you can imagine. Nobody survives that kind of stuff. But today she survived. She didn't just survive, but she's doing well. Because God raises people up. Amen. He doesn't always do it, but he does do it. And we can pray in faith. So I, I asked Brother Lou with permission to share, but he's been given three to six months to live but we know God is greater amen and I know if the Lord decides to let Lou go home we'll miss him for sure but he's going to go home to be with Jesus he's already been born again of water and spirit so that's okay but I believe Jesus is just going to keep him around a little longer because one thing about Lou is he likes to tell people about Jesus and Jesus doesn't need less of those type of people around he needs more of those type of people around that aren't ashamed. Brother Lou's from the East Coast, so he doesn't really care. He'll just tell you. People on the East Coast just tell you. Right? Not on the West Coast, we're pampered, we're politically correct, we, we have to say everything as soft as possible, and we're just, oh, I hope I don't offend you, please. On the East Coast, they're like, this is the way it is, bub. Take it or leave it, you guys. Forget about it. How they are on the East Coast? That's why I love Brother Lou. Jesus brought him here to wake up the West Coast a little bit. Amen. So we're going to pray for Brother Lou. He's got some cancer, cancer in his uh, in his brain. But we're going to pray today. The Bible tells us to take authority and command healing. We're not commanding God. Nobody commands God. He's sovereign. Okay, but we're commanding the tumor to go away so I'm just just a quick teaching on healing we're commanding the tumor to go away just like Clint and I commanded that blood to get off your mom's brain and it left 40% of her brain was covered in blood They said she's never going to survive this, we just prayed a simple prayer we commanded her brain to be made whole, for the blood to go away and that blood receded over the next few weeks and she has full cognitive function again I said, I "Told you before, I didn't climb on top of the bed and start screaming and slobbering and going crazy." She was in a coma. She was in intensive care. They would have kicked me out in two seconds. And Clint would have been like, "I don't know who that guy was. You know, that's not my pastor. Don't let him back in here again." Okay, so we can. It doesn't. We don't have to be ridiculous. We have passion sometimes, but we can just pray and take authority today. Amen just imagine the miracle brother Lou's going to be able to share and show my God's greater tell some of these good doctors that we love see what God can do and they have to run all those tests over and over and over again like my aunt Sandy here her kidneys weren't working right you're gonna have to be on dialysis and they pretty soon they're saying we don't know how this happened this doesn't happen but your kidneys got better they don't repair themselves we have no idea she's still not on dialysis that was two years ago so God does miracles. You can ask any doctor, kidneys don't heal themselves. We have all kinds of miracles in this room when God raised people up and touched people's bodies in miraculous ways. So we're not doing something that doesn't work today. We're doing something that works because it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're doing this for the glory of God so that people will know that He lives. He reigns; He is alive. Amen. So, Brother Lou, if you don't mind coming forward, sir, thank you for being willing to be prayed for today. Amen. We're going to ask that you just stretch your hands toward Brother Lou, and after we pray for him, if anybody else has a need, we'll pray for you as well, Brother Maurice. If you'll join me up here, Brother John, do you want to come up? Anybody who wants to come up can can join in here. Brother Lou's an awesome man of God, and we're believing that God's going to keep him around longer. We're believing this happened so God can get some more glory just like that lady with the liver cancer. Lord Jesus, we pray for Brother Lou right now. We command this tumor to shrink and to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ so that when those doctors go in and they test, they're going to see that the tumor has disappeared. In the name of Jesus, we command this tumor to go. We believe in you for the miracle. For by your stripes, we were healed. In the name of Jesus, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus. Us can say it was me that prayed and they got healed. No, there's like 30 people here, so we don't know who it is. Pray for her kidneys right now. The Lord will strengthen her once again. Lord, we pray for. her these kidneys right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that you would strengthen her body. We command these kidneys to heal in the name of Jesus. Let the power